Welcome to the Taffy Marino Podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, We're going to go ahead and just jump right in. We are continuing our series on Stay the Course. Last week, I told you that we were going to be covering preparing for your course or be prepared for your course. And yes, that was the plan. But all week, I had something that continued to come up and something out of my spirit that I feel like we really need to address today and just take a few minutes to talk about. So it's it's a continuation of Know Your Course. Um, I don't know how I'm going to title them exactly, but this would officially be our part three. So last week, we talked about knowing your course and how to actually stay your course, you have to know what that is. But I feel in my heart there are a few things, again, that we need to address before moving forward on prepare your course. I think that some people hesitate at the idea that they are called to do something. Um, I think that we believe some people are called, but maybe not everyone is called. That's not true. God has created us with purpose and design, and everyone has been given a purpose and a gift and a calling to contribute. He designs us. It's beautiful how he's how he has actually done this. When we think about the human body, we are unique. We are a one-of-a-kind work of art, like Ephesians 2.10 says, that you are his masterpiece. It's not by mistake that everyone has a unique DNA um, or that their fingerprints are unique to them. How in the world with all the people throughout the ages that he is able to continue to create everyone as unique individuals? Well, that is just the work of who he is and just shows us how um, intentional that he is and the miraculous. But I do want to read to you out of 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to jump around just a little bit throughout this chapter, and I encourage you to go back in your study time and read this, 1 Corinthians 12. I'm reading this out of the Amplified. It says, Now about spiritual gifts, excuse me, the special endowments given by the Holy Spirit, Brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. So Paul says it's very important that we are to be informed about these different gifts and callings. Now, there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers. But it is the same Spirit who grants them and empowers believers, and there are distinctive varieties of ministries and service, but it is the same Lord who is served. And there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things, but it is the same God who produces all things in all believers. Notice that, all believers. So that means everyone, inspiring 
energizing and empowering them. And then he goes on to talk about the different gifts that are given. And I want you to go and read that. I'm just going to name a few. It says, you know, to one, he gives the power to speak uh, the message of wisdom and to another, the word of knowledge and understanding to one he gives by the same spirit um, and the gifts of healing and to another, the working of miracles, the gift of prophecy, the discernment of spirits and various kinds of tongues and to another, the interpretation of tongues. And then it goes on and it tells about that the, the gifts that he's actually given to the church, and that would be apostles and prophets and, and teachers and working of miracles. So I encourage you go read that in chapter 12. He tells us that even if he gives someone the same gift, that it's going to operate in you differently than it might operate in someone else. Just because a gift or calling hasn't been acknowledged, or it hasn't been highlighted to you doesn't mean it is not important or significant. I think about, um, when I think about the different callings, I think about Joseph. We know that Joseph, from the very beginning, God called and set him apart, and he began to talk to him about his course. He was giving him dreams and visions of, of who he would be and how that would affect his family. And um, we know that Joseph, his brothers, became jealous of him and sold him into slavery. And he was actually sold to a man named Potiphar. Well, Potiphar was um, a great leader in Egypt. And he noticed the gift of management or administration. And it talks about the gift of administration in 1 Corinthians 12. But um, he noticed a gift of administration on Joseph. So he set him over his house and he said there was nothing that he kept from Joseph except for his wife. Well, he began to, um, to rule over Potiphar's house and, and all of his business dealings and Potiphar prospered because of that. Well, you know, Potiphar's wife, uh, she tried to <laughs> seduce Joseph. And when Joseph refused, um, she accused him of actually trying to seduce her. And um, he was thrown into prison. Well, in prison, they noticed the gift of administration on Joseph and management. And he became, uh, they put him over the prison. And he began to prosper in that. And the prison began to prosper. And then finally, he was brought before Pharaoh. And you can read this story. You can find it um, in the Old Testament. He began to prosper. And um, Pharaoh saw the gift of management or administration in him and put him over all of Egypt. Well, where did that finally bring him? It brought him to saving his family, God's chosen people from famine. That was his calling. And God used that gift with, within him to bring about that call on his life. He was not teaching. He wasn't a prophet. He wasn't doing... Um, the things that, that we know of, that we see as the major gifts, but God was using him. I also think about the widow women um, that God would use in the Old Testament with the gift of hospitality 
to help the prophets. And they would set up a room in their home. And anytime that prophet come through the region, they had a place to stay, to rest. Um, They would take care of all their needs. They had the gift of hospitality. I don't know if you've ever met anyone with the gift of hospitality, but let me tell you, it is beautiful. I know a woman, I'm thinking of a woman within our congregation, and she has the gift of hospitality. I've been invited over to her house a few times, and let me tell you, every time I walk away, not only do I feel loved by her, but I feel the love of God. It's just so special what she is able to do through her gift of hospitality that the only way to describe it is truly it's a gift or a calling. So even if you have in the past paused when you heard that, that you may be called or chosen or there's a purpose on your life and because you couldn't identify with the gifts and the callings that you knew about that were familiar to you, I want you to know that yes, you have that even though in the past you couldn't see it, I want you to see it today. I think about how I know nothing about baseball. All I know that is that there's someone that throws the ball and someone that hits the ball. But there's so much more to baseball than that. And maybe you don't know a lot about the different sports. And you can only identify with what we call the major players. But when I, and I know I talk a lot about this, but when I watched my kids, my kids always played sports. And I remember watching my daughter play basketball. And as I'm learning more about it, I quickly grew to understand that it's not just the person who shoots the ball that is is the mo the only player on the team. Um, there are so many things. It it requires that team working together, everyone doing their part. That's going to determine whether they win or lose. So it's going to take someone making assists. It's going to take someone getting those rebounds. It's going to take defensive players as well as offensive players to make sure everyone is working together, just like First Corinthians tells us to. Every part of the body is fitly joined, working together, doing their part, bringing glory to God. Can you imagine, we know on a football team that there's what? Everyone knows there's a quarterback. Everyone knows that there's a receiver. But if there were only quarterbacks and receivers on the field, on a particular team, that team would not win because they wouldn't have everything that they needed to actually win the game. It takes so much more than just a quarterback and receiver. And same in the body of Christ. It takes so much more than just pastors and teachers. It takes everybody fitly joined together, doing their part, bringing glory to God. God has placed something within you. Matthew 25 talks about um, the man who gave his servants each some talents, and a talent was money. And so to one he gave one talent, to one he gave five, and one he gave ten. It said each according to their own abilities. But what he expected them to do is when he came back from his trip, he wanted them to give him a return on what had been placed in their hands. There is something that has been placed within you. The master is coming back and he wants a return. The prophet, who the prophet, the servant who buried and hid what he had been given because he didn't think it was very valuable himself, 
and he was afraid that he wasn't going to be able to do much with it. He said, I'll just give him back what he gave me. Hopefully, I didn't lose it. At least I didn't lose it. I'm just going to give him back what he put in my hands. The master said, you wicked and unprofitable servant, depart from me. God expects us to do something with what has been placed within us. We have to give a return on what he's given us. I think about the little boy with the loaves and fishes, and I know that there were adults there that day that had to have packed a lunch. He couldn't have been the only one that had a lunch that day. But because he wasn't too embarrassed, because he wasn't ashamed of what he was offering, that it seemed so small in in light of the need before them. He was like, there's no way that this is going to make a difference. That's probably what all the adults were thinking. Don't even go up there. That's not enough to meet the need. But instead, this small child who was willing to share what had been placed within him, within his hands, he was willing to share that with others. Jesus took it and he multiplied it. The word says that he will multiply your seed sown. What are you going to sow today? What are you going to give? It may seem like it's not that great. In fact, I love in the kingdom of God, the principles in 1 Corinthians uh, 12. And again, I just want you to go read it. He says that the parts that seem less honorable, that those are the ones that we will treat with greater honor, because that's how things work in the kingdom of God. The, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Those things that seem like they're not as honorable as something else, God says, oh, no, 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 no. We treat those with great honor. The ones that seem like they're in the background, they're behind the scenes and nobody knows what's going on. That's the ones that God is going to honor. He is going to show great honor to those gifts and callings because truly they are doing it for the Lord. There's no other motive. When no one sees what you're doing but him, <laughs> there really can be no other motive except to serve him. Now, I'm not taking away, hey, I've been called to teach and I do it um as an offering to the Lord, and I truly feel like that little boy with the loaves and fishes, like it's not enough, and I can, I can pick myself apart, but that is what he's asked me to do. That is the thing that he has placed within me. What has he placed within you? It is precious. It is valuable, and God wants you to use it. So I want you this week, this is my challenge to you. Go to God in prayer. Read all of these Read 1 Corinthians 12, look at it, and begin to pray, Lord, what have you called me to do? What gifts have you placed within me? I'm going to honor them. I'm going to uh, give it back to you. I am going to sow my seed. I'm going to do this. And then we'll talk about once you begin to figure out what that course is that he's given you, we're going to talk about preparing for it next week. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a very blessed day and a wonderful week, and I will see you next week.